Hi everybody, I'm Vitalik Rubila from Belarus, from SK Slot. Enjoy today, you're listening to Dayu Football Show. Dayu Football Show, never gets old. Neither does their team name. Yeah, Mr. Graham, for... Don't let it ever be said, and don't consider this a personal challenge, that we're not able to do two back-to-back shows that are under an hour long. Yeah, today we'll get it done. Because I don't want to talk about Mike Dean that fucking long. <laughs> Let's on. start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Straight and short, Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased uh, recap of Mike Dean's career. As, as told by two common American schmucks, I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, more and more every day, becoming the brunette version or the black-haired version of Jack Grealish, <laughs> Mr. Samuel Graham. I fuck. How you doing, fuck boy? Good. How are you? <laughs> are you I'm surprised you aren't uh, one slipper on, well, I mean, one slide on, one slide off, <laughs> running in the cars. Leg up. Yeah, just all kind yeah. of messed up. No, Pant do, leg rolled up. Doing well, surviving any month. I do have nice calves, though, too. Yeah, you look great in shorts. I do. And you do smell of my lord. <laughs> Sometimes. Yes, exactly. Um, how you doing, buddy? Doing well? Yeah, doing Surviving any month? I am. Good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm doing, you know, what I do. This makes me sad, though, what we're about to do. Uh, well, get into that whole thing? Yeah, Jesus. I know. Yeah, and, and the sad part is, is... That twat is overseas going, everybody's talking about me right now. <laughs> We're recording at, stu- at DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. I almost did it again. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and uh, share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, how does one get in touch with us? Uh, on the social medias, it is at DU Football Show. And via email, it is dufootballshow at gmail.com. Um, and on the socials, you can always slide into the DMs because we always check them. Or, as I always like to say, you can just drive your happy ass on down here, which is the case tonight, for uh, also a very special show after we do this as well. We have uh, Mr. Simon with us. Simon, how the hell are you, good sir? I'm great. I'm great. Good to see you guys. Good to have you here, buddy. Uh, Simon supports uh, Arsenal. and El Presidente. uh, how, How is it supporting Arsenal just knowing you have to deal with fucking Graham and all of his ego? Oh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. It's even better now that we're actually playing well. Yeah. It's less swearing and less angst, um, but it's more fun. <laughs> I, I just would assume it's more sobbing and crying and tears of joy. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Soon enough. Only a matter of Saint time. St. Tottenham's right? Day is just around the you, corner. You with the tussable hair. Mark my fucking words. I do love your hair, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've had to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, we are on to uh, number seven, correct? Yes, number seven. It is the Rampur Asava. Uh, This is an Indian single malt, 90 proof, and suggested uh, retail price of $90. I think we actually, there was a a bunch of this in the market. 
Mm-hmm. So I think they are right around ninety dollars on the shelf. Actually, yeah, yeah right about. Um, and still. you can you can still find it on the shelf in yes. our market. And uh, this was uh, HR bought one of the bought this one for us. Yes, he did. He found it before we did, uh, which is very nice of him to pick that up. Thank you, Russ. Uh, the Whiskey Advocate panel gave it a ninety three, uh, and your blurb comes from Mr. Johnny McCormick. Uh, this is the world's first Indian wine cask finished whiskey, which is a hard sentence to say, produced in the foothills of the Himalayas. Uh, Anup Barak, Rampur's master distiller, is an impeccable, is in impeccable form here, sorry, recasking mature whiskey into Indian Cabernet Sauvignon barrels and monitoring them judiciously to find the perfect balance, enticing aroma, uh, aromas of damson. Okay. Black currant, ar- uh, aromatic spices, vanilla essence. Uh, and pipe tobacco rise from the glass. The jammy uh, autumnal, autumnal, mm-hmm. fall-like You're the fruits. one that's supposed to read it there, Keller. Don't look <laughs> at me for a fucking approval. I don't, I don't like that word. No <laughs> one ever uses it. It looks stupid written down, and it's hard to say. Uh, fall-like fruits are immediate and compelling on the palate, uh, developing red cherry, honey, peppery spice, and candied peel notes. Um, delectable expressions from this nation are flourishing, uh, and with Asava, Rampur has beautifully captured the spirit of Indian whiskey. So a damson is a small fruit with a vibrant dark blue skin and a strong sour flavor, similar to a plum and member of the rose family. Uh, they're very juicy, but tend not to be eaten raw because the flesh is incredibly tart. All right. I was going to say I got a lot of plum raisin date from this, and I would equate that a lot to the obvious Cabernet barrel use. That would give you that dark, ripe fruit kind of thing. Um, typically, the international whiskeys always tend to be higher up, like up there in that, uh, you know, 2018, 19 range. Uh, this is deserving of a top 10. Yeah, I it's, think so, too. It's really fucking... I, I came in a little trepidatious. I didn't expect it to be as good as it is, and it's... Every bit as good as like the Abalor uh, wine finish oh, yeah. that we had last year. I mean, this is a damn good whiskey. Yeah, you get you do get a lot of that dark fruit up front. <clears throat> it actually works out a little bit better with. Uh... Sorry, my mother's FaceTiming me. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, it opens up a little bit more for me too with water uh, mm-hmm. with this cube in it. Um, yeah, I get a lot more of that complexity than <laughs> I did when we drank it neat. Very oaky on the finish, um, yeah. which is to be expected uh, from an Indian whiskey. Of course, it is. Um, obviously quite hot there yeah. which uh expands and contracts the wood and makes the liquid actually interact with the wood a lot more so a lot of indian single malts in particular tend to be very very woody mm-hmm. um and this is no exception uh but the the cabernet cask adds a nice ripe fruit up front that's just delicious uh indian single malts expect to be a lot like japanese single malts mm-hmm. um the bulk of their drinking group as always drinks the Scottish variety mm-hmm. of whiskey. So when they make a single malt, expect it to have a lot of similarities to the Scottish single malts, and, and it certainly does. And I, I, I quite enjoy it. Yeah, so do I. Simon, what you think? Wow, how can I follow that? <laughs> I lack the lingo, gentlemen. What I will tell you is um, I'm a bourbon fan, bourbon over scotch. And so I feel like a novice when I talk about single malts. Having said that, the this one is very complex. Mm-hmm. You you definitely pick up the American bourbon barreling. Um and I wonder how it would taste if it was just left alone on that. Mm-hmm. But the finish in the Cabernet Sauvignon barrels really gives it a very, very unique taste. Mm-hmm. I, I told uh Sam Graham before we came on that it was it was quite oaky. 
I had it before the ice cube. Mm-hmm. You 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 dropped you dropped the drop. You dropped the water in there, and it has a completely different flavor. And Absolutely, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy it. If if this is number seven, I wonder what one through six tastes like. Yeah. <laughs> number normally, whenever we do these uh, samurai, we drink it during sound check. Another reason to check out sound check because it's the first time we put liquid to lips. Um, I can say, unfortunately, two of the whiskeys we're going to have in the final six, I have tasted prior. Dick. Um, well, the one is the one we're doing next week, which is a Swedish single malt. Like, the the weird whiskey, quote unquote, is never number six. It's Sweet, normally number like... Sweden? Yeah. yeah. Like, last last year's uh, number 20, and it ended up being lovely, was... Uh, milk and Honey one. Milk and Honey Israeli from one. Israel, and yeah. that was delightful. But they're always, like, there was a Mexican whiskey one year. They're always number 20. Like, they're never... Um, the Adamans double rye that we couldn't find when we were in England was number 20. Yeah. Um, so... I'm excited because I'm sure it's just like collected sweat from Zlatan. Well, where you yeah, pretty much where I bought and, and we all know that will taste genius like and magic, we will all yeah. we will all be sexier and stronger and better because of it. Um, the I just, I'm just here not to wake on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not not wrong. Just not ask wrong. Zlatan. Just ask him. He knows the but that one when I bought it, it was the store that I bought it from had gotten all six cases that came in. And their owners wanted to open a bottle and try it. So I was like, well, I'm not going to be like, no, I have to wait, you know. And then uh, uh, the Black Pits, I uh, tried at a little St. Patrick's thing uh, uh, last two weeks. Yeah, last week that I I only had a small sip, but I already know what those two taste like. But doesn't matter. We'll still talk about them. Be good. I stayed true to form and true to practice. <clears throat> so yeah, at least one of us. That's probably why they voted me better host than you yeah you know that's that's coming that's coming up and still crickets and radio silence from the uh from the group that i'm a founding member of so well they got pissed we won yeah they got very (laughs) no they they got pissed we won they got very pissed that the women beat them in everything that's That's true (laughs) that mel's old show the allowed women's club that won a ton of awards and that hurt that hurt their frail frail uh, oh, that's certain, right. Because we weren't even better than Hartford Living. Yeah. <laughs> let's just say. Let's just say they're Who not. Most of the year. Say they're Hartford not wrong. Living. Maybe they're far right thinking. Just saying. Just maybe. Might have. Might have hurt their feeling a little bit. So, Mr. Graham, what do we have to do? Uh, always remember to drink responsibly. Let's toast, kids. How about everybody getting a toast in there? Nice. There we go. Ah, uh, the world has been saddened by the horrible, horrible news. Well, really, celebratory news, if you ask most of us. Mike Dean is retiring, Sam. At the end of the season, this is it. Mike Dean's done. Yeah. That sucks. And we will remember him. Yeah. For all of the fucking flamboyant gloriousness that was the world's most recognizable referee. In the position in which you're not supposed to make it all about you, he went, fuck off, I'm a Sam Graham this bitch. I'm going to make it all all about about me. me. Everything. Most red cards in Premier League history. I I don't, I don't, uh, I don't um, support Liverpool even though I have season tickets. Please let me ref every Merseyside Derby. No, he's a Tranmere fan. Yeah, yeah. Who better to ref a Merseyside Derby than the fan from the one true club of the Mersey? <laughs> Tranmere Rovers. 
Uh, uh, you remember that mad bit where he was in there? Was it in their stadium or was it in like a playoff final? It was at Wembley. He was like standing on a chair, mm. like in his seat, but he was standing on the seat just going fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, he had his uh, he had his little appearance in uh, Ted Lasso as well. He has a burgeoning acting career coming. Yeah. Yep. That well, so apparently he might not be done. Done. He he's done on field. Yeah. But he's in talks with being a full-time VAR. Yeah, that's just <laughs> that is just what VAR needs well, to fix all of its problems. I want put him up behind the screen every week. If it happens, I want to lobby for a Big Brother style like action cam just on him the entire time down in the corner while the game's happening. So I want to see what he's looking at. If he's picking his nose, I want to see what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> just uh, just telling the 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 center official. You know, I did that way better than you did <laughs> yeah. back in the day. How old is your fucking problem? 53? Is that about prime retirement age for Premier League refs? I don't know. They're on about 200 grand a year, so he's got the money. Okay. I I know in Italy, they're not allowed to ref over over, over, uh, 50. Which makes sense. They tried to make an exception uh, for Pierluigi Colina, the world's greatest referee that's ever lived, and he turned it down himself. Do you know what I'm terrified of? What's that? The North London Derby Part 2 has not been scheduled yet. There's Uh a rumor it's going to happen in the middle of the second to last week wouldn't that be a motherfucker for mike dean to get that game yeah it oh. would oh. it would i'd say they schedule it to make it the very last game in the season and have mike dean do it watch no watch watch knife's have, edge now they have but dean. that being said watch we have to already be, we have to be already qualified for the champions league no, for dean. this for this to be a, a desire of mine because it would just be fucking mad dino final game of the season us against you, and we need point. We need a point to fucking stay <laughs> to stay up. up. Yeah, yeah that, oh yeah. It's, ooh, ooh. You want to see that old Tranmere bias come out? <laughs> Woo! We see that Tranmere bias come out. <laughs> I need something to do in retirement. Have another a different version of the Merseyside Derby. How? Just to, to, to ask kind of a bigger question. How would you guys feel about full time officials that just did VAR? Do you think that that official then could go, okay, I'm here as an assistant, I'm here to help, and they don't put on there, because you have to imagine, it's it's center officials who call VAR. You have to imagine, there's times where they're looking stuff on screen, and their brain goes to what would I do on the pitch, yep. as opposed to looking at it going, do I think the referee on the field needs to see this? Which is what a really what a VAR official should be. I think it would. I'm here to help you miss what you miss. I think it would better define the relationship because this isn't somebody that's going to be running the line for you next week mm-hmm. or be your fourth official the week after that. Yeah. Or you know, I think this better defines the relationship where you don't have to pass them in the hallway at work. You know what I mean? <coughs> um, and have to answer for what you. It, maybe the on-field referee sees as you stepping on his toes or vice versa. Yeah. Um, so I think it would better define the relationship and, and might actually help. What, what do you think, Simon? When it comes to refereeing and, and this conversation that's been happening in the NFL for a while about the, the training and, and referees having other jobs and whether or not they should be full-time, I'm a big proponent of specialized and exclusive. This is the only job you have, and this is your job. Um, I think that if you were to do that, I think the standards by which VAR calls are upheld or reversed would need to be further clarified. This whole clear and obvious error thing is so squishy to me. And and I think other countries are experimenting with 
doing it a little differently. So not only to your point, Big Sam, I think you should see this. I think that other countries are experimenting with an element of, I don't agree with the call that you made. Okay. The call that you made itself was a bad call. Not, I can see it, I, not whatever squishy standard they have now. If you're gonna do that, I think you need to go all the way. Because I do think there's a lack of confidence in VAR. Um, Absolutely there is. And, and then a center for official can just have the right to go, not how I see it, we're keeping it going. Exactly, and, 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 it, and it should be that way. When you have as many high definition cameras available to you as the VAR official has, whereas the official on the field only has his eyes and his assistant referees, it's almost better to defer to a more informed view. Now, there is an argument and everybody who's played football can understand this, that it will reduce the confidence that referees have on the field to make calls, mm -hmm. or it will reduce the competence because they feel- Oh, VAR will get it. Yeah, if I fuck it up, VAR will get it. <clears throat> yeah. I actually think it'll go the other way. I think it'll encourage them to pay more attention, to communicate with assistant referees even more, and really get it right, because you don't want to be reversed. Right. Yeah, yeah, that could be true too. There's been I, a couple I would other like to... words they've been used this year. I've done so many fucking shows, I can't even remember them. But there's been some other scopes that they've used beyond clear and obvious. That is just the, their way of hiding behind well, why I... why they don't call a handball on Rodri in the box when his arms out mm -hmm. and, well, and the whole world can see it. What right? I think the the clear and obvious thing is too, though, is I, I think what they're trying to do is get away from. Oh, look at this from every possible angle, slow motion, zoomed in, right? If it's if you're looking at the replay in real time and you're happy with the call you made, it's not, oh, I really fucked that up, right? But then for certain tackles, they do zoom in. We, we've had that they discussion. They do slow down. The, the, they do all of those things. VAR sees what like, it wants you to see. Exactly. Like, and it's, oh, do we, you know... Um, so it's, it's weird. We went in Clattenburg... At, um, Atwell, who gave the red card to Alon, right? And Granite Jaka. In in real in real time, it's it's a professional foul. It's a yellow card. What you doing? Let's move on with it, right? Yep. You freeze frame it down to the point that you want, and although everything looks bad, although there's not, you can tell when you look at it real clearly that there's not even contact with those spikes up. That they're definitely wide of his leg, and it's his trailing leg that gets them. But you make that picture with spikes up in the air, and this could be said, Lars is giving me so much shit about it. I have to finally give him some credit. The sh uh, strike- I have to finally give him some credit. The, the strike- um, disrespectful. Because uh, he, he just constantly cries about it. Um, the strike <laughs> foul against, um, against I want to say it was Curtis Jones in Liverpool earlier in the season. And he was saying, same thing. Like they, they freeze frame it so that it sees exactly what you want to see, which is the spikes up, looking like it's about to clock, clock somebody. And it doesn't matter if it did or didn't clock them. You, that ref now has that picture in their head and can just go, oh yeah, definitely a red card. Well, if you watch that in real time or you watch the frame before or the frame after and you go, no, his fucking foot was up for a millisecond. Yeah, there was no intention. Could, what, I, what I'm saying is, is yeah. you could, I guess a better way to say it is you could stop the game every 15 fucking seconds. Oh, easily. So I think that's why they throw in that language. But then I also think there is British people tend to be quite awkward in social situations, yeah. especially with interacting with one another and telling another British person that they're wrong 
especially when you're both professionals, is sort of frowned upon. Right. So I don't know that VAR was designed culturally for the British for the British <laughs> people they've, in they've, general. They have fucked it off right properly. That's for damn sure. The only, again, the only person that seems to be perfectly okay with Whereas every, in Italy, it fucking works because yeah. they don't give a shit. They'll get in your fucking face and tell you about it. The, the, it's only, the Germans the same way. The only person it seems to please... Is Dino because Dino <laughs> will tell you to fuck right off, off your pop. Tell you he's right, off your pop. He knows everything, and you know nothing, and you need to shut up. That's a, where where they don't ever have the officials talk to the press afterwards. That's one. I, God, I wish I would have had Dino talk to him afterwards. Be like, God damn right, like you know, being like, um, um, a few good men. Be like, you're goddamn right. I made that call. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh, you want the truth? Sorry, Russ. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> you want me on that line. You need me on that line. You truth want is, Rochellison looked at me funny yeah. before the match, and I was going to make sure that cunt got her head. That's all there is to it. Who's going to do Fuck it? You. You, you John Moss. Because <laughs> in places you don't like to talk about at cocktail parties, you're afraid of San coming through and breaking a guy's ankle and them not holding him to a red card. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, well done, Mrs. Houston. That's very good. Well, but I mean, that, let's, let's say All so. that even, was on even, the fly, too. Even, even Mike Dean, even Mike Dean, go, <laughs> look, it's for the children. <laughs> the children. Yeah. <laughs> so who's going to be the new uh, next public enemy number one? Uh, tyranny, you never played the game, uh, according to uh, Jurgen Klopp, <laughs> is going to be... Uh, Clattenburg, who's no Clattenburg's retired. He's over here. Oh, okay, that's right. He does. He does the. He uh, was the one that gave three yellow cards. Was um, that him or Howard At Webb? Atwell gave three yellow cards in a World Cup to the same player. Um, I think it was Howard Webb. It was Howard Webb. Yeah. Uh, Atwell. I already have the answer. Oh, uh, Kevin Friend. Kevin Friend. <laughs> not Mel's friend. Kevin Friend. <laughs> no to, friend of mine. It's not Clattenburg. It's it starts with a C though. The one that um. That did the off your pop to uh, to um, to Carlo. To I Carlo. thought that was Mike Dean. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Dino, because he's also the one who did the whole. Um, it's not Chris Cavanaugh, is it? Uh, Cavanaugh. That was who it was. Cavanaugh starts with a K, not a C. Still well, Chris. Name. Yeah, yeah, it's Chris Cavanaugh. Yeah, because he's also. Um, yeah, he did say off your pop, but Mike Dean said off your pop to a player he sent yeah. off once too. He, he's also, <laughs> but he's also the one with the. Uh, De Gea and Gilfie Sigurdsson, he was blocking him even though he's six foot six and you know Gilfie was on the ground. Laying on the ground. Yeah, yeah. you can't see that. Um the um uh uh what's the facer? Uh, Hugo Lloris got a pinky to the ball as he grabbed uh Richarlison by the knee and threw him to the ground. No penalty. Yeah, that was that's all that's all Chris Cavanaugh. All right. So <clears throat> what do we think are our favorite stories for Mike Dean? A couple not- quick little I don't. I don't have any because I've just always. I've just never liked the fucking guy. I don't like him, but it's brilliant. All right, go ahead. Tell, tell us. Tell us. You clearly have one. So tell oh, us. Oh yeah, when he celebrated playing advantage and Tottenham scored at the end of it uh, against <laughs> Villa in like oh yeah two thousand six or some That's shit. That's right. He went, yeah. yeah, he jumped. He like bunny hopped. Was like ah and like threw his hand up in the air. Tottenham scored off of it. He played a very good advantage. Um, somebody cleaned he was just out. Very proud of it. One of the Villa players cleaned out a Tottenham midfielder. I don't remember <laughs> who it was. Good on him though. She deserves a medal. Uh, but then Tottenham went on to score from the advantage, and Dino's chasing the play down, and about twenty five yards from goal jumps like fist pump, <laughs> like <laughs> Which, you buy a Toyota. Yeah, <laughs> 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 that's exactly right. But obviously, he's obviously very chuffed about what he did, and how, mm-hmm. I did a great job right then at my job. Right, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excellent. 
but you're a referee in a professional sporting match, and it looks like you're celebrating a goal for the one team yeah. over another. Uh, that's probably my favorite Mike Dean moment. I think that was just fucking hysterical for the optics of it, how bad it is, but just the how chuffed he was with himself that he celebrated playing advantage. I don't know why he wants so to go funny. to the VAR booth where he won't be seen. I guarantee you he's on the desk somewhere because that man loves the sound of his own voice more yeah. than the two of us do. I, I have always assumed that when I heard the news, I've always assumed that he's going to be a pundit for Sky yeah. or BT. Uh, yeah. It's oh, already get him in a room that. with Roy Keane. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Roy Put Keen that might, straight into my fucking veins. Roy Keane might actually kill the man. Mm-hmm. On I live think television, he would, would actually kill him on live television. I think we'd the see only our first thing, murder death kill. The <laughs> only thing that would, you know, what it's gonna, what it would be, it'd be him and 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 Mike Dean, and David De Gea would do something that Mike Dean likes, and Roy Keane can't wrap his head around David De Gea at all. <laughs> Anytime he screws up at all, he's like, I don't even know why they have this fucking goalkeeper. <laughs> so you <laughs> get Mike Dean supportive of David De Gea. Across the desk from Roy Keane. He'll come across and kick his fucking ass. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. Love right. it. Wonderful television. All right. Uh, Sam, I will leave it to you. Parting words to uh, the great Mike Dean. Um, contrary to popular belief, he actually is quite a decent referee. He has the most red cards in Premier League history with 114, <laughs> I think it is. But his average is about 20% of all of the cards that he's given, which is, uh, I think it was 206 the league average is 20.4. So he's given maybe one more red card on average than everyone else, and not even, like a third of a red card. So he's right on par with what everybody else is doing, um, even though it's just the manner in which he delivers them and in the timing in which he delivers them that makes them all stand out to us, obviously. the uh, I just I, We're going to miss him. Football's not going to be as fun without him. And 87 of those red cards given to Gareth Barry. Off your pop. Sure money. All right. This is the section of the show where we come up with bets to better inform you to make your bets. Uh, and I'm so good at it that mine isn't done yet. Remember? Yeah, because you still have to go. <laughs> I didn't realize the date on the bottom of the fucking thing. Right. And I have Liverpool Watford still to play for last week's bet. Right. So I'm still at my $81 down. Excellent. So, Very what good. do you got going on? Uh, I am uh, still down uh, $929, but Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Simon, I'm not sure you're aware of this, but 22.58065% <laughs> of the time, it works 100% of the time. It's the Panther, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, man. Uh, this week, I am going to go for City to beat Burnley. Over three and a half goals and Foden to score at plus three sixty nine. That's actually not bad. Yeah, I City typically puts a smashing on Burnley, and it doesn't matter who's in the net. They've done it to Pope. They've done it to Heaton. They did it to. Uh, Sounded like you said Pope and then Heaton. <clears throat> heard they did it to uh, what's his face or um, uh, Joe Hart. They did it to Joe Hart. They've done it to everyone, and they've done it. Over the past four seasons, they typically beat them four or five nothing or four or five to one every fucking time. So I feel pretty confident that right. the goals are going to go in there for this one. Sounds um, good. All right. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's pick it a week. Pat, how's that in a month treating you, buddy? 
Hey, oh, it's fine. How's it going with you all? Not bad. It'll be it'll be Friday when he's got you know three hundred and forty seven cases of. They can't. Uh, oh, that's right. It's all being built. So tomorrow he has three hundred and forty seven yeah. cases of uh, absolute to deliver to each one of his stores. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, tomorrow is Eastern Shore, so it's more uh, Palmasan than uh, than any. <laughs> Those are heavy Palmasan. cases. Those are heavy cases. Palmasan, Sutter Home, Almaden. Yeah, fun times. There you go. All right, so how'd you get on last time? Uh, well, Arsenal squeaked out a win against Aston Villa, so uh, it's well, another winner for me. I think that's a tad disrespectful. Uh, well, I, mean, I agree with nothing. that assessment. I mean, squeaked out a win sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm in uh, up uh, four digits now. So I don't know how that makes you all feel considering I – no, like what a uh, 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 tenth of a percent um, of Premier League compared to you guys, but you guys well, always take many, many would say you know a tenth I mean, of a percent of, of just about anything. All, so, so what does the chicken know? You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, this is what I know. I am perfectly fine with uh, your winning ways because, despite the fact that I'm way far behind, I know you're way far ahead of Graham. So that makes me happy. Yeah, but not <laughs> after these two bets come in. <clears throat> yeah, keep keep believing that. I could win a shitload of money in a very short span of time here in the next couple of days. What do you need? I know you still have the parlay going, right? Yeah, I got Liverpool to beat Watford to close that one out. I think I'll be fine. So, and then what? What do you? What? What? What's the payout? I don't remember. I got to go back and look. I think it's like oh my. I think it's like eight hundred and sixty dollars or something. Isn't this your segment? Hey Pat. <laughs> hey Pat. Yeah, he's good. no. Don't do it. He's got to do his bet for fuck's oh, sake. Oh yeah, hurry up, do your bet. Are you gonna have to hang up on me? Yeah, he was about to hang up on you. You're a cunt. <laughs> All right. You're, you're, so, you're an astute person that uh, since I've let him start taking over this segment, have reminded him constantly about how he doesn't remember his bet. Makes his bet an uh, like five minutes before we do the show. It's it's a fucking tram. I want tram, the most. Sham-ocrity. I want the most updated line. I mean, tram, the chicken has sham-ocrity. to send me a telegram. <laughs> yeah. All right, go. What's your bet? All right, my bet is uh, I got a two-game parlay. Uh, just going to risk 100 on it. Uh, my first one is Wolverhampton over Villa for plus 185 and Tottenham at uh, one and a half goals over Newcastle at plus 150, which will pay out $612, and I will be up hopefully 1600 $1,650. Not a bad shot on Wolves considering they are at home, so – Villa normally has the upper hand in that matchup since both teams have been back in the Prem, but it's not a bad shot. I'm fine with him you betting know, against us. <clears throat> he won't be. And, and, and that, they're both plus money if you just take the money line, too. So, right. I mean, what I would probably do is, is cover my bet, like if I was at a casino, just like put 70 on Villa to win to, you know, just to cover it in case, you know, that way I can get my money back and if if they happen to lose, but uh, you know, whatever. That's just more strategy than anything. Or I take a you. second half bet or something. I don't know. If I was live betting, which which we can't yet in Maryland, but one day. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, bro. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. It's Wednesday, man. I'm like <laughs> this is the middle of the week for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, us too. That's how the calendars work. Oh damn! <laughs> Didn't even have a chance to come back in. the The text to Bell will be coming in just a moment. Good. So That's uh, brutal. <laughs> Mic drop. Uh, all right. So I have uh, Brighton to beat Norwich. 
Mm-hmm. Should be pretty straightforward, I think. Uh, Villa to beat Wolves. That's why you're, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to be sad because I probably will fuck that one up. Uh, and then Arsenal to beat Palace uh, gives me a four-way parlay that is plus 1206, risking 100 bucks. So I believe, I'm pretty sure my shit the other day was like either 680 or 860, something mm-hmm. like that. I'll, I'll look it up before next week. But Terrible this one, with money. I'll be beating him if I win. Okay. Very good. Even if he doesn't win. Or even if he does win, rather, okay. I think. All right. All right. I hear yep. you. So, all right. there you well, go. Well, that was a mediocre segment. I that think you it was pretty do good. A, that you could do a lot better. Without all the shit talk. Uh, and the, the saving grace is, is we have a fucking chicken still. Well, Kitty hit on her man's side winning and sits at 15 and 11. So this week... I got a letter from Kitty, and she's doing well, enjoying her time away. And included the letter was a picture of her in Barbados with Prince William. Ah, remember? Royal family just did a little uh, Caribbean trip where where, where most of the countries told them to fuck right off. I have it on authority uh, Uh that the scene of them coming in on the boat with the all-white... Kitty made the hat that Kate's wearing. Oh, very good. Yeah, so that's why she was out there. And knowing that the prince is a Villa supporter, I'm left to deduct that she is like Graham, picking Aston Villa to win over Wolverhampton. You gotta be feeling a lot better about your bet, Sam, knowing the chicken's betting your way. I think part of the thing is Maddie Cash is buzzing from winning the World Cup. Oh, yeah. Winning qualifying qualifying to the World Cup, rather. And um, I just have a good feeling about that energy coming back into the Villa team. Oh, yeah. Villa is coming back off vacation to fuck. That's all I have to say about that. Oh, and I also have to say, please do gamble legally and responsibly. And I have no other button to press. You don't. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No, uh, Mr. Graham, any parting words? Dino. Yeah. Off pop song. <laughs> that says, uh, damn, got the hang up. I guess I had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well said. Uh, Simon, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I know there's always something very important that you like to plug, so please go right ahead and do it. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me. It's great to see you. It, I was telling everyone here, it's been more than two years. It's yep. good to be back in the flesh and to see you guys doing so well. Uh, happy to plug the Craig Willinger Fund, Baltimore-based charity that sends <laughs> children and young adults who um, are fighting cancer and other serious illnesses to the soccer match of their dreams. We were fortunate enough to send a young man called Mason Ogle from Iowa to the US-Panama match this past weekend. Awesome. Mason got to meet the whole team, got a jersey from Greg Berhalter, asked Kristen Pulisic to do the warm if he scored. That's why Pulisic did the warm. Our guy, Mason That's Ogle. That's dope. Holy crap, that is fantastic. Many, many thanks to U.S. Soccer for making that happen, but it was courtesy of the Craig Wellinger Fund, a charity that I'm proud to be part of. Um, thanks for having so, us, guys. What I'm hearing is you made him do the worm. I did not. I wish I could take credit for that. It was all Mason. It was all Mason. Uh, That's fun. He, he would have done well to at least watch one fucking YouTube video before he did it, too. Um, do, was, do, <laughs> a, a for effort? Do, do we, <laughs> no, A for effort. Yeah, that's great. Will the Willinger Fund find... But as, a, um, as a top-level athlete, you should have more body control than that. <laughs> would would the Craig Willinger Fund uh, find uh, Sam Graham's hairdo to probably be like really oh, tragically sake. bad and probably in need of life-saving measures no 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 i like it i like it jealous you don't have any fucking hair oh i haven't had hair since i was 26 get my husband's name out your fucking mouth (laughs) slap 
What do the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Uh, unity! <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Uh, next up is a special show that uh, we've been uh, having in the can here for a while. We are going to be doing a Ted Lasso show. And yeah. that's why everybody's in the room. So very excited to do that. No. And then after that, we will be doing Injury Time, where we will catch up with our adopted clubs, talk about the beers we were drinking, and preview the weekend's action. That's right. After tonight, we get back from international duty, and uh, it's back to business. Mr. Graham? Yes? Spoiler alert. It was international week. Most of our adopted <laughs> clubs didn't do shit. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> one a really did, short segment. <laughs> one did, didn't do so well. <laughs> um, Mr. Graham, if somebody wanted to find injury time, how did they go about uh, doing very that? Very easy sound check, too, don't forget. It is yeah. patreon.com backslash D football show. We got one tier to sign up to. It's just five bucks a month. You get both extra shows uh, and some other extras uh, occasionally here and there as well, like our Valentine's Day video. Excellent. Which is super sexy. It really was. No one's mentioned was anything about Day. it. It was President's Day because we actually couldn't record on Valentine's yeah. Day. There was COVID scares. Simon, were you able to unsee it yet? Not yet. Got <laughs> <laughs> a whole so, lot of Graham's uh, pale thigh in that one. Yeah, oh, and I was massaging it too. <laughs> it's the guest star that made the video go over the top. I'm I'm just here to watch. I'm just here to watch. Not helping. Which is also brilliant. Which, which of course, which is also fucking brilliant. Makes him better than Brody. <laughs> Till next week, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, yeah, yeah, the fucking gooner gram.